two great shirts, by the way, guys. For different for different reasons. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 128 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. But, Sean, do you dream of Armageddon? Uh, Well, I have done. Okay. I, if that's a serious question, oh, cool. We go in, you just, this episode's about me interviewing me, tidy. Yeah, um, I have done. Yeah. I get this dream, right, where I'm I'm somewhere, and then all of a sudden, like, a couple of planes or helicopters will go over, and then um, loads of, like, big UFO craft turn up. So, yeah, there you go. Thank well, you. Well, that's quite interesting. Anyway, this week's guest, That's quite interesting anyway, because... No, no, no. Even though... All our gods have abandoned us. This episode sure sounds like heaven to me. I hate you. (laughs) I hate your being. This week's guest is architect's frontman um, and all-round legend Sam Carter. Yes. I'm just going to come out and say it straight away. One of the most... About time. Tell... Passionate humble oh. and coolest motherfuckers in rock music today there's nobody that cares more about the metalcore seeing its issues and accomplishments than sam carter and god do we have a lot to talk about architects have really been a band that have scratched and clawed their way to success from the worst of toilet venues to now selling out arenas off the back of a uk number one record Who Who would have ever thought that they would get here? It's been a one hell of a journey and we invited Sam to come on to not only talk deep about a lot of things from the band's history, but just have a laugh and most importantly, celebrate all their wild achievements as of late. Yes, thank you very much to Sam for coming on. Uh, We had such a good time. And uh, so basically early on before... uh before we did this podcast like when we first started the podcast i should say i reached out to sam about coming on and um yes sam didn't come on and uh, he explains in this podcast why he didn't come on and it's hilarious so well it's not it's not mad hilarious but yeah it's it's, it's real good because for a while i was like 
eat it. What? He's fobbing <laughs> us off. This bastard's fobbing us off. Or not? he was absolutely lovely to speak to. It was super good to see him again. And uh, yeah, I hope we get to do one of these in the flesh when uh, when everything is back. And we are ready to go. Yes, they have an arena tour set for the UK in February of 2022. So fingers crossed we can all have a giant mosh and go in the pit for some good architects riffs by then. But yeah, this episode is quite special. Sam was very kind to give us over an hour of his time to dive deeper to not only all the mad success and secrets behind this new record for those who wish to exist again hitting number one on the uk album charts insane congratulations to the boys again but we talk about everything from their biggest obstacles and struggles to his passionate about being vegan his work with sea shepherd and the sea spiracy documentary on netflix he's been promoting a lot working with his idols in the madden brothers from good charlotte and we have a laugh about some fan negativity twitter beef and memes <laughs> about the certain word of bleh he's uh, bleh. showcased quite a lot yeah and uh, the the most important question does he have jeremy corbyn's phone number Ooh. so yeah keep listening to find out <laughs> the answer to all of those to all of that and uh if you enjoy this episode, if this is your first time ever listening to this, thank you very much. Go back and check out all the other episodes, the other like 127 episodes. We've definitely, definitely got somebody else on there you'll enjoy. For sure. I guarantee it. That is a Sean Smith guarantee, which is a fact. It's a stone cold as fact. Fact check it. It's a fact. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. If you've listened to four or more episodes, I'm up in it now. I'm up in it. Ooh. If you've listened to four or more episodes of this podcast and enjoyed it, please think about checking out patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Please do, because over on our Patreon page, there's loads of bonuses that you can get for your support. And of course, you help this thing go in each and every week. But let's just get straight into this wonderful conversation with mr sam carter of architects we're just a bunch of fucking animals and he's gonna tell us why see the thing is that lyric when raiders release their next song which we've had recorded for ages people are gonna think oh that's where no <laughs> anyway Sapnin! the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sopnin! Sopnin! Hello. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm right. sorry. I let you I'm, down. I'm going to stop Sam. recording now. And um, <laughs> we can either do that again. <laughs> or not. Uh, this week's guest is usually quite fun, but on this occasion, it seems like he doesn't want to be fun. Uh, number one UK album creator. Unbelievable. Miserable bastard. (laughs) (laughs) The mighty Sam Carter. Yes. Yes. How are you, Sam? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really, uh, really happy to be here. I I love the, I've loved this podcast for a long time. So it's very cool to, to be on it. Oh, thanks. Well, that's a, thank you, that's a lie, but thank you very (laughs) much. It's true. It's true. It's true. I remember you, I remember Sean, you messaged me a while back and then it was sort of like around the time really i guess like when podcast first started really taking off like it was like the first sort of three or four episodes and i didn't really know how podcasts worked at the time i thought it was like sort of guest spots where you <laughs> you do something and then you're like oh i can't do anything but now it's like no this is press and i remember i'd done craig's done my friend craig has a podcast called the downbeat and i just finished recording with him and then you messaged me and i was like Oh man! I had to be like, I'm really sorry. I would have loved to have done it, but I've just done this one. And now, podcast is like fun press. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's it. you say what yeah. you want, talk any shit you want, and then yeah, well, yeah. And then- But it's better. It's so much. It's so much better. I really love it because it's not just a one-sided, boring. Hmm. Like these are the answers to the questions about the album. It's like you actually have a proper conversation. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's what we tried to just started anyway. because. Yeah. Yeah, we just knew people with stories and we thought, oh, this will be good now. Because, like, at the end of the day, me and Morgan are just two Welsh Burks who have have living our dreams and talking to rock stars. So it's just, it's great. But, yeah, thank you very much. And, uh, yes, congratulations on a number one album. Yeah, it's um, it's really silly. Just (laughs) silly. Just, like, I can't, there's nothing, there's nothing about our band that ever that had ever even come into our mindset. Like we'd never even had a top 10. Never. We've never like the highest we've ever got. I think was like 15 or 16, which was like a massive achievement. Like, I, I, I think getting it in the top hundred is a massive achievement. So then on the week when the album came out, like in the midweeks, we were told we were like a thousand off number one. And then you're like, well, let's, let's go to war. Like, you know, I've never worked. <laughs> I've never worked so hard in my life. I was like, this is the, if there's a chance to have it, you just got to grab it, you know? Put in every phone, iPad and computer, just like, get it down, get it down. Bring yes. your laptops to me. Just bring <laughs> <Yeah>. them. 
and you're like, is there is there any interviews I can do? Like, what? what come on, like, what, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the thing, Sam. As you mentioned, like, you know, you guys had never even had a top ten leading up to this, and I'm sure there was many points in the band's career where you never thought a number one was even on the table. So to see like all the reaction from it and even like the kind of award turn up in the post to mark the accomplishment and everything like that, it must have just been a great few weeks capping off all this hard work to get the record out. Yeah, I think the, the thing that really stuck with all of us was the night before. So like the Thursday, the cutoff was at like midnight for the last sort of sales you can get in. And actually just seeing... Um, I've never felt that much love in my life. Like it felt like the whole scene was behind us and wanted us to do it because it's not just for us. It wasn't like it. And I know it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of people that there's a lot of like people in bands that talk out their ass. We all know that, but it's not, Hello. it wasn't, <laughs> it was, it's not just, it wasn't just for us. It was like for a heavy band to be number one, it opened so many doors for so many other people. Yeah. And, I've said so many times throughout this, I'm so happy to be like a gateway band for other bands as well. You know, like I remember, you know, hearing Killswitch Engage and Under Oath and those bands getting me into Norma Jean. And then, you know, you find out about all those other bands. It's such, it's such a cool feeling to know that maybe someone will, will hear the song on the radio and be like, cool, like I can just be a, a normal person and go and like write some music and then this happens you know and that's what sort of inspired us when we were kids so yeah it feels like yeah silly i don't think it'll happen again it might do who knows oh, but I who cares know. we've done it yeah. <laughs> we've done it and you're like this is this is amazing just just so silly just really really silly but yeah as you said as you said it was it did feel like everybody everybody was supporting that's all my, yeah. my timeline that thursday <laughs> wednesday and thursday it was just all architects I was yeah. like, if I mute Architects, nobody's posted for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I think uh, it's, it always gets to that point, doesn't it? Where like you come to release week and you almost like have to put a disclaimer out. Like I am going to be a walking advert for a week and I'm sorry. A normal service will resume where I start bumming you out with animal abuse photos really soon. <laughs> but for this week, I'm just going to talk about architects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, but it does seem like that thing in particular has become such a community in recent years more than anything and just that kind of support for all the bands in that scene and as you mentioned about all the fans coming together to to push the record and, and to be at, like at the forefront of that must be a weird experience in its own now just seeing everyone get together and show love for architects like never before yeah it's great it feels it feels like just so amazing but then at the same time i feel like you have a responsibility when you're there as well to highlight everything in the scene. I think that becomes important. I think whoever is there at the time when the eyes are on you, you got to shout about bands, you got to shout about podcasts, you got to shout about people that are doing important things in the scene because you give those people chances like people gave us chances when we, you know, when we were first starting out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's loads of things we want to get into for this conversation. But while we're here and talking about the scene, I did want to mention that, like, 
if you go back maybe 10 years ago where everyone was kind of calling architects and the surrounding bands that in that metalcore kind of genre, there's acts like yeah. you, Bring Me the Horizon, While She Sleeps, and even Parkway Drive to a certain extent who have been doing this for so long and have gone from playing those shitty bars and toilet venues all together on the tour to now selling out arenas, getting number one albums and being like festival like front runners. I mean... When you look at that journey that you've all been on, what do you think now has, has really brought you guys to that next level, getting through that glass ceiling and cementing yourselves? Is it just uh, all the hard work over like a decade and, and beyond? Or do you think it's everyone also growing up in, in music and finding you guys from an early age as well? I think sometimes I, I think back and uh, there's almost like a couple of different periods of architects where recently I've, you know, I, I, especially with all the stuff that's been that's been happening with the number one record and the tours selling well and everything seemingly you know just being crazy there's a lot a lot of the time where i think like man i i feel the part of me is guilty because i'm like i wish tom was here to see this so there's tom the tom period which was all the almost like all the hard graft and everything and then this bit has been the like it's been insane and just sort of dream come true stuff but when really when you think about it and when i think about it those times in the van and those, you know, seven week tours and three months tours on no money, that's the best bit of being in a band. Like when I think about all these memories, I look back to that. That's what becoming a good band is, is living in each other's pockets. So that's been a thing recently that's really sort of helped me because it's been like, actually, if I could go back to any period of being in a band, it would be touring in America for six weeks with nobody caring at all because we were five lads with one driver and that was it traveling across America and making no money and like literally losing thousands and thousands of pounds, but just laughing and just having the best time. So I think those are the periods where you learn how to be a better musician because you learn how to live with other people. And when you learn how to live with other people, you learn how to write with them. You know what gets them going, you know what gets them ticking and you become this sort of like force of like, we're we're a full-blown unit that's gonna you know smash the back doors off any venue we when we toured america the first the literally the first time we walked on stage in america um not the first time sorry the first time on a proper tour because we did like a two-week tour of like bars and then we hopped on another tour after and we walked on stage and i was like wow this room's like a really decent sized room like not what we're used to out here we were first on out of like 18 bands or whatever it is they do crazy tours and uh, the front row turned round as soon as I started talking. Like literally the whole row turned round and I was like, I didn't care. I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to climb on you. I don't care. And that is the best period because you think back to that and you're like, almost all the hardship made all this stuff because you yeah. just learn the whole way through. Mm. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the things I loved about playing shows and on the, on the come up was just playing to people who don't, I love it when people haven't got a clue about my band yeah. prior to me going on stage. So by the end of it, they're either going to love it or they're going to hate it. And I'm going to make it that way. I'm not letting it settle in the middle. No. You're either going to yeah. love what I'm about to do or you're going to fucking hate how close I am to your face. That's <laughs> you're it. Like like, a, you're like a bit of Marmite on top. <laughs> oh, yeah, Everyone's yeah. got to try it. The whole venue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good, good try this. <laughs> I want some more. Go to yeah. the merch table. <laughs> but yeah, some of those are like, uh, like you said, they are the funnest times. And yeah, yeah. Get, get into where you are now is just, well, not a slow burner, but because you did, in my eyes, 
when we were like on the the same scene or whatever, I just saw you guys just grew and got better and better with every every year, and uh, thank you. It's just been phenomenal to watch. It's been nice because it's been like as you say, like a bit of a slow burner. It wasn't immediately we started playing big venues. It just didn't happen for a long, long time, um, and it wasn't really till Lost Forever when that's when the stuff started getting crazy where, where probably we started going into the shows probably the only time we ever started thinking like, Oh, this is going to be a good show because we normally would be like, Oh God, this is going to suck. Like, and then afterwards we'd be like, Oh, that was all right. You know, like we, there was, there was a shift where it was like, Oh, this feels like something really cool is happening. But yeah, because it was so slow, there was no, like, you're not, you're not a knobhead. You're not like, Oh, I deserve this. You're like, wow, this is unbelievable. We've worked so hard to get here. Let's just take in every single second. And that just carries on because you're like, yeah, it just feels silly because you've been, you know, who gets a number one on their ninth record? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's crazy. We've been banned for like 15, 16 years. I never thought of it like that. That's mad. But that's the thing, like from the other side of it, because you've been through that grind for so long, and I'm sure there's been moments where you've all been close to just giving up. But like you can appreciate everything now and like all these mad achievements that you've had in recent years that just seem a little bit more special because you've been at it for over a decade and just grinding at it from day one. Yeah, I think especially after we lost Tom, it was like there was nothing else we could do in, the, in, the, in terms of like we went on tour two weeks after his funeral. So and that was booked in um, and it was a tour that we sort of had in the forefront of like, maybe we can go over there. And it was with Bring Me, who obviously we'd known for a long time. And, and it was in Australia. And we'd been so um, wrapped up in, in everything that was happening. It was so stressful and just an awful time that after it, it was like, well, what do we do? Like, do we just sit here now and do nothing? Or do we just go on tour and, and try and be around things that we're used to being around? So we, we went over there. And I think, honestly, just even... There was there was like three. There was supposed to be like five or six shows, and it turned out being two or three because Ollie got a really bad throat infection, and then so we were in Australia for like we flown out for like two or three shows, which is a long way. And then it didn't matter because we were like, well, we'll just stay here for like three three more days, and we didn't change our flights, and we just stayed in Melbourne and hung out with people, and we're just sort of around each other. But then it was like getting back from that was the kind of like, oh, okay, well we can we can do this. Like, this is what we're used to doing. Like we can pull through with all of us. And yeah, that was, that was sort of the kind of, I guess, kind of moment where like, Oh, you know, this is going to be hard. It's going to be painful, but this is what we're used to. And this is like kind of normal for us. So it was just about just taking that chance really of just being like, well, I just want to play shows. Cause that's all I know. Hmm. That's all I know how to do, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, get into the record for those who wish to exist. I mean, I really want to ask what was the mindset for the band going into this record? Because I believe like you guys were making it and in the studio and not really told your label epitaph about you were making it or, or anything like that. And obviously it touches on a lot of personal struggles and the environment in, in itself as well. But like, yeah, what was the mindset going into it, both musically, personally, and just like wanting to change things up a little bit for Architects? Uh before you start, yeah. did you just hand Alma a finished CD? Was it like, there you go, Alma. That's the <laughs> I album. Wish. Goodbye. I wish. I think we'd, we were obviously so happy with, with them. We did that for, 
for for holy hell we handed them a full finished thing oh wow which was like we already had a deal the deal was there for like for after all our gods and they had the the next option for for holy hell but we just did yeah we we literally sent that over with artwork uh (laughs) artwork songs and then just being like these are the singles um which was cool but this one was about half i think it was about halfway through when when we sort of started like negotiations of like staying on epitaph which you know is a no-brainer because they're so kind you know as you know alma's like yeah honestly i speak to her so much she's she's a complete angel and one, one of the saddest bits about this uh this this part of 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 tour of of covid has not normally we go i sort of go to a few places and sit in a room and do press and and i always go with alma like i go to germany and then we go to france together and like we're both vegan, so we go to cool places and, you know, she knows my fiance and my dogs and it's, it's just like going and hanging out with your friend that, that, you know, you see a few times a year. So not being able to see her has been sad and like having to see her on FaceTime. But um, back to your question before I completely lose track. <laughs> Sorry, um, my fault, my he, fault. It's, no, no, it's all good. There's me, me I, I just go off on tangents right, all the this, time. This, right? is, blah, what, blah, this blah. is what the podcast is for. So do all the yeah. tangents you want. <laughs> we, um, we basically went into this kind of free really we'd done holy hell and it had done really well and and we'd been able to play some crazy shows but it just felt like if we were going to do another record it would just feel a little bit like we were trying to rip off tom and that just didn't really sit right with us it felt like that was a really great metal record which had a lot of his songs on it had a lot of josh on it as well and it felt like a really nice point to be able to merge into giving us a bit more creative freedom with what we've learned throughout the years of being in a band. Because, you know, Tom was um, the main songwriter and wrote the lyrics and it was like a big, you know, he was amazing at what he did. So you just can't rip that off. It would just be so cheap to try and just go and, you know, copy it. I'll leave that to other American bands to do that. (laughs) But we, um, yeah, so we just went into the studio with like a, no rules like with with dan and josh are obviously the ones that predominantly write everything and they were just like just go just write a good song and don't sit with a with like a idea of what anything needs to be and if we need to pull things back we can pull it back and if if it feels like it's too unsafe then we can work with it but it was just like just go mad um and and then we just didn't pull back it was like this is so fun like this is the the buzz and the excitement that you get when you first write a song where you're like whoa this is like the exciting one like i remember getting the demo back for animals like because we recorded that in in bali weirdly enough we we went dan was gonna move to australia and didn't and then there was those forest fires and we were gonna jam and write in australia but we couldn't because uh, it just wasn't very safe there. So we went to Bali and um, yeah, remember when we, when we had animals, I, I just didn't stop listening to it. And it was one of those ones where you're like, I want to show people this, you know, like immediately before it's finished, you're like sending it to your manager and, and sending it to friends and just being like, what do you think of this? And everybody was like, Whoa. <laughs> and, and you, we felt like we were like, this is really special. This is something new and exciting. Yeah. And then we just went for it. Just like originally we were trying to do a double album, um, oh. so we would, we were aiming for 22 songs. Um, and then I think we did get 20 or 21. And then we were like, actually some of the ground that we were covering was too similar to other songs. So we were like, actually, let's just make like a really great, you know, sort of 15 track record instead. Yeah. So it was just, just go mad. And I think the, the thing that we found super inspiring was 
listening to sort of like, I guess like hip hop records where the music can change so drastically, but because there's a, a, a vocal that's on top of everything, that gives it the identity. Mm. So if you put something really strange on an architect's record and then I scream or sing over it, it's architects. So it was like, well, let's just, let's just fucking go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like there's so many different elements in this record as well. And influences, as you just mentioned, but like even animals is a prime example for me because there seems to be like in that chorus, even though it's really catchy and you've got that hook and there's kind of like a alternative pop kind of bit in many ways. The, the back end is that kind of heavy drop throughout. So it, it, it does yeah. mixture everything. Was it just, no holding back, seeing what goes in and just bring all different influences from other things you're into? Yeah, it was sort of like, I think like a prime example is when we, when I emailed Josh, because Josh was at home when after Australia, Josh went back with his kid and then me, Ali, Adam and Dan were in Bali and we'd listen back to a load of the demos and then before we went to bed, I was like, I'm going to message Josh because I feel like we need something else so i sent it over and the idea was like a really heavy like just disgusting song for the record and then in the verses i was like ideally i was like i want to be screaming over these verses and make it sound horrible and really industrial and then everything we were trying just didn't work and then as soon as we started the quiet sort of like mew-esque singing it all just fell into place and it was like okay well let's just do what's good for the song, not what we think we should do. Like, let's find the bit, let's find the thing that makes sense that has that like replayability where you finish it and you're like, yep, play that again. Right. Then you know, you've got it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really exciting. Just, just playing to the song rather than what you think you need or what someone online thinks we need, or yeah. is there going to be a blur or is there going <laughs> to be a this or that where you're just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. You know, and I think I think when you listen to it, like one of the heaviest bits on the record is is before it goes into the the last chorus with that the whisper that goes into it. Like, so a song doesn't need to have like gutturals and screams and all this stuff to make it heavy. Like, Nine Inch Nails are heavy, mm. Black Sabbath are heavy. Mm. You know, Ozzy isn't fucking <laughs> isn't like pig squealing, yeah. is he? He's like yeah. he's singing the way through. Yeah. I wouldn't mind you now, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he may sound like that now we don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah but like it's mentioning those certain people especially online messaging going like oh you know is it going to be heavy is it going to have blur is it going to have all this even though you've had so much of uh, people come together and show support of it obviously as any band does when they try something new they get a couple of uh, negative comments online and stuff how, how have you found that kind of change resonate with fans because you know the Proof is in the pudding, number one album. People do love yeah. it, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've had a, a lot of negativity from some kind of metal purists because you're not just yeah. screaming for an hour on the record. I'd love to say, and I'd love to say I don't care. Hmm. I'd love to say that it's like War of a Dust Back, Duck's Back, but it sucks. It sucks. It's horrible. Like, I think I completely understand people that don't like it. I've, that's fine. You know, there's lots of music and bands that I don't like or bands that have changed that I'm not really into anymore. But just just don't say it. I just don't, <laughs> I don't understand that. The, the mentality It's like, it's, I, I think people are so withdrawn from what it actually takes to write a song and the journey of writing a song and, and the, the, the time that the musicians spent with it. And I, and I think they think that just, you just wake up and it's there, you know, there's your song done, recorded, released, lyrics are finalized, done, put it out. It's just not 
that that's not the case. I've lived with this 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 beast. You know, it's taken hours of of sleep away from all of us, and and it's like a more than anything, you just want to be like. You're, you're lucky we're still here. You know, there's, there's been a lot <laughs> yeah. of, a lot of upheaval to get, you know, to, to be able to release a record with, with people that, you know, are essentially figuring it out on the spot. It's essentially our second record, not our ninth, you know, and people were just, yeah, very quick to judge. And, uh, but then also I think some of it is very lazy as well. And, and I, I, it's almost easier when it's lazy, when it's like, this isn't shouting. So it's not good. You're immediately like, you, you're wrong but that's fine. I'm not going to tell you. Um, the entitlement that people feel where they're like, you're theirs and you can't change because they're there. And it's like, well, no, I, I get it to some degree. I understand that music is, is, uh, is very important to people and, it, and it's almost like a soundtrack for those important moments in their life. But that'll always be there. It's not like we're not going to play those songs. We love it. I love, I love the last few records uh, and they're really, really special, but no one needs another one of them. True. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, that's a point we've br- we've brought up a couple of times on the podcast, and um, I just I like the way you handled it. Like I know I know you said like you know it gets to you or whatever, but I genuinely believe that you might have sold a few more records when you were just replying to those people because I saw you guys <laughs> shooting people down, and I was like, that's fucking yeah. brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'd like. Do you know what my favorite thing is with it is like is when people catch like i think they're being like really nasty and really aggy and dan started it where he just like started replying to people just being like i love you man have a good day (laughs) and like for me that was like immediately i was like i'm doing that i'm doing it i'm rolling with it where like people would be like you're fucking shit and you're like are you like go (laughs) i saw someone this was my favorite one actually and it really sticks out it was and uh it was this guy, my, my friend Ed uh, Gamble, who's a comedian mm. and, uh, and a metalhead, yeah. and, and he posted a lot about the record, which was really nice. And one of his friends, some, not his friend, one of his followers replied being like, they're fucking shit or whatever. So like, I was like, who's this guy? Like, he doesn't look like he's, you know, like a troll. And I just went on his page and he was like, he was raising money for like some charity and was doing like a race or something. I just replied being like really inspired by what you're doing, raising money for charity, like best of luck for the rest of the year and just left it. And he just uh. said nothing. <laughs> just literally sat him down to see like, you fucker. Yes. Uh, More of that we need. Yeah. That's the thing. Because yeah. these people now, they're, like, they're just like, oh, I tell you what, I'm going to give her my opinion. And like, like, like you're going to go, Oh, do you know what? You are right. It is. It is fucking shit. Do you know what? I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it taken down right now. Sorry about this. We'll have another one up in ten minutes. Sorry, bro. Delete. Sorry. Do you know like, what? what I'm gonna. You I'm gonna delete all my socials. I'll be back next week, and it's gonna be. I'm just gonna release animals. I'm just gonna shout over it, and you're gonna hate it. Um, but it's people. People want to moan and have a go at you about anything. Mm. I think that's the thing that I've sort of realised throughout the years of trying to talk about things that I think are important, you know, it, even down to literally being like racism sucks. Yeah. There's always going to be someone that goes, but you know, especially during, especially oh. during, um, after George Floyd passed away, obviously there was a lot of protests and, and I was, I was at them and, and I felt, I felt really driven to talk about the fact that, that black lives matter. And I felt, I felt really passionate about that. And I lost thousands and thousands of followers, which you just don't think yeah. is a thing. You're just like, well, Black Lives Matter. And then they just like go and you're like, well, I'm going to fucking keep screaming this because I'm now seeing that there is a fucking problem. Um, so when you, when you put it like that, you're like, 
right, so someone's going to say, no, racism doesn't suck. And then you go, actually, homophobia sucks. And then people go, but, and you're like, nope, 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 nope. Oh, you go like, oh, trans lives matter. And people go, no, 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 they don't. I identify as an aubergine. And you're like, <laughs> you're insane. Yeah. And then the more you think about it, you're like, people will moan at you about everything, especially important things. So why would anyone hold back on a record? You know, if people are saying trans lives don't matter or girls should feel safe, they're not going to hold back on your fucking record, you know? So you just have to go like, all right, you're all crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to try and treat you with kindness. But if you're racist or homophobe, transphobic or sexist, you ain't getting kindness. From yeah. No, get yeah. in the fucking sea. Well, get yeah. out to the sea, if anything. Get out of the sea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bit... That might be my favourite moment of the podcast, realising what I just said. Get in the sea! Actually, get out to the sea! <laughs> get out of the sea and recycle yourself. <laughs> oh, perfect timing. Wow. Well, yeah. I haven't... Um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to see Sea Spiracy yet, uh, mainly because I haven't got Netflix, because uh, I live in South Wales, and it's 1921, and you can't, you can't get Netflix here. I made that up. <laughs> but I haven't got Netflix yet. Um, I was but yeah. like, bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. Those hills Christ. must be treacherous. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting you to go, do you know what? It did seem like it was black and white. Now I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. But um, yeah, I've seen you posting about it today. And um, It's a laugh and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are Sea Shepherd involved with that then as well? Yeah, yeah, they co-produced it, yeah. Which is amazing. Like, it's amazing how well it's doing. And uh, think Ali, the the uh, director, and his wife that travelled around the world documenting this stuff are absolutely incredible people. And I've been speaking to him over the past few days, and just just a really nice guy. You know, he's not done it for any other reason than to to spread awareness of of what's going on. And uh, it's amazing to see it at number one. You know, I haven't I have a lot of friends that aren't uh, vegan or vegetarian. To each their own. I'm I'm you know I, I, it's hard to for somebody to do something you know you can't you just got to put put the evidence out there and i think the thing with seaspiracy that's that's really made me realize how good it is is the amount of friends that have been like i'm not touching that ever again i don't want to be a part of that which i think is when documentaries and stuff are done really well where it's not like too bloody and horrible in your face it's just facts and then you just go like, i just can't i can't do this um but then also what's amazing is seeing sea shepherd be you know, shown as, as the heroes that they are. You know, I think I'm, one of the best things that's ever come out of this band is, is me being able to spread awareness of them. You know, whether people think it's like my clothing company, which I've had before. Um, what? I love that. I love it. Yeah. It's like, well, if you, if you think that's the case, spend 20 quid and that money goes straight to them. You know, and, and I'm, I'm so, you know, when they asked me to be their ambassador, I was so blown away, you know, got a, got a letter in the post and, and it was such a, a nice moment. Um, cause they're, yeah, they're just real life heroes, you know, and especially when you watch Seaspiracy, you realize that there is nobody out there doing anything remotely like they're doing and they, and it, they don't have any funding. It's just, it's just people that just go out of their way. Do you, you know, do you remember sheep? Do you remember sheep? Yeah, yeah, sheep yeah, X. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sheep's out with he's out with Sea Shepherd right now. I speak to him a lot. He's out on the boats. Wow, um, just off the coast of Africa. Yeah, and and the stuff they're doing is just unbelievable, unbelievable. But such a yeah, I recommend that that documentary to to anyone that that is just interested in in that stuff. It shows it in such a you know incredible way. Yeah, to see it at number one in in like the Netflix charts is is awesome because it, that shows that. 
people that are seeing it are then telling other people that they need to see it and then that starts that that wave of like of interest yeah well I'm, yeah i'm hopefully gonna uh force the girlfriend to watch it on on a weekend and uh, get <laughs> yeah. her moving well as and as i one. say like that's the thing i tried i spoke to my mum about it yesterday you know she's uh you know she sort of flirts in and out of of being you know pescatarian and then vegetarian and and I, I said to her i was like you know there is a couple of moments in it that are like hard to watch but the 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 main thing that's hard to watch is is really just the facts the facts and and what is being discussed and then when you see the amount of like corruption that's actually in there and not hidden it's just in plain sight but we're just so used to it from governments government subsidies like the yeah it's it's really really mind-blowing yeah do you think that's the um some of the things that gets overlooked though is just like those kind of straight up facts that people are not seeing day to day that that maybe would change their mind from eating meat to being vegan or just at least cutting down yeah i think what i think you know even in we're all raised to think of like fish of not having any feelings and like that's the good thing to eat and the fatty acids and all this sort of stuff fish have an insane amount of feelings and, and empathy for for each other and for like their crews and you know, especially dolphins. Dolphins go around in like a gang of, of friends. If one dolphin's cut and they start bleeding, the rest of the dolphins will not leave. So some of the, the things that happen over in like Taji, where they will get them in, they will attack one so that the, the crew don't leave. So it's like, you, you know, you're out with a group of friends and then someone gets stabbed. You can't leave them. You're, you're going to be with them, which just shows like the level of empathy that they have. Even though they know they're in danger, they just can't leave their friends. But you think of things like fishing, you think of it like some guy going out on a boat with a line and catching one fish and taking it home and that's what it is and he puts some back and that's just not the case anymore. You know, we, we, we're, there's too many people in the world for, for things to, 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 to happen like that. And uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff with the super trawlers and these, these things that happen out at sea are so crazy where if you were to the bycatch stuff is the stuff that's crazy. Well, they put these giant nets in the ocean that are like a meter, uh, not a meter, a mile long and they're weighed down and then they're dragged across the bottom of the ocean and everything from the floor to the top of the ocean is taken with it for like a mile as well. So if you were to do that, say that they're, they're trying to find tuna, but you did that in a farm and you wanted cows, not only would you get the cows, you'd get the sheep, you'd get the the cars, you'd get the, uh, you'd get the farmer, the farmer's kids, the farmer's wife, the farmer's house. And it's, that's all just dead because it's just caught in a, in a thing. And then the one thing you want, which is the cow, you get that. And then there's like, I mean, it's just mind-blowing, really. Hmm. It's mind-blowing that that is, is legal. Like, that's a thing that can happen, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's eye-opening for that. And it's very cheery. <laughs> but I think the thing about it is, I think I was trying to, what I was trying to explain to my mum at the end of it was like, if you don't watch it, it's still there. It's still happening. So if you watch it, then at least you know when you come out of watching things like this, you're like, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm going to do stuff that makes a difference or I'm going to, I know, I now know that that's happening rather than just being like, oh no, I'm too scared to watch that. I can't, I can't do that. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's still there. It's still happening if you're not looking at it. And I think that's the thing. People have to feel that fire. I think that fire is in there, but it's, we push it down because it's easier to not know it, but that's because we think it's easier to not know it because we're, but then you, you have those moments where you're like, you know, where you're hovering over it on Netflix where you're like, ah, no, I can't do it. But what is that in us? Mm. What is that, that that stops us from doing it? I have it. You know, the first day it went up, I was like, 
I know all this stuff. You know, I've, I've been with Sea Shepherd for years. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm vegan. I, I do my bit. And then I was like, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm going in. You know, the second hover, I was like, I'm in. Let's go. And then you, you realize that you're watching it because you, you, you have to. You have to watch it. It's not like this guy that's done it is getting anything from it other than just trying to, to spread a message. So, yeah, I think people will feel more empowered when they watch it. And it's not as, you know, I think it's quite liberating rather than feeling sad after it. Nice. Well, moving um, back to some of the positivity as well. One of the <laughs> one of the things I've um, always wanted to talk to you, um, Sam, is about your relationship with the Madden Brothers from Good Charlotte. Yeah. Now, um, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I do believe Architects is now kind of part of their management company that they've set up. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you've become great friends with them over recent years. And I know that Good Charlotte and bands like Blink-182 and whatnot were ones that had such a big influence for you growing up and getting into rock and metal and everything like that. Um, how is it being working with them on a business point of view? But also, like, there must be still that kid inside you that gets completely shell-shocked every time you see a message or an email or whatever from the boys and just being able to... Have be friends with them more than anything now it's crazy really i think the way it, the way it happened was really natural as well like our manager has been our manager since the end of hollow crown so for a long time he obviously he lives in la and, and has been has been there for a long time but yeah we've worked with him forever um and my friend Dean, that was a guitar tech for Bring Me for a long time, he actually came to my house and he'd been out with Good Charlotte. He came to my house for like a barbecue like years ago and he'd just come back from that tour. And I was like, oh, how, how was touring with Good Charlotte? Like, what are they like? I used to love them when I was growing up and, you know, I used to go to the shows and buy the merch and, you know, I was a, a super fan. And he was like, I, I literally do not have a bad word to say about them. And, and he taught me through how much they looked after him and, went above and beyond and, and were just like super kind guys. And I was sat there just being like, that's so nice to hear a story where like someone that you like idolized as a kid isn't a dickhead where you're just like, yes, that's so nice that they've gone out of their way to look after you and, and, you know, done so much stuff for him. And then the next day I got a phone call from my manager that, and he was like, I've been speaking to the Madden brothers they're starting up this company and they want me to start working with them. How do you feel about that? And I was like, well, <laughs> funny you should say that. My friend was over here last night and he had nothing, nothing but amazing things to say about yeah. them. And those people don't know each other. Like he, Dean doesn't know Joey. And it was, yeah, it was a weird sort of level of synchronicity, but it, yeah, it was amazing. Obviously I was, you know, a, a fan of them and, and the, and the sort of, the way they did things, I think, and the reason they started this company was because, you know, when they were younger and they started doing really well and got bigger and bigger, they just, just got shafted by so many companies and so many people in suits that just took advantage of a young band that were writing songs. And, you know, don't get me wrong, they've done very well from it, but there's a lot of things that towards the end of their sort of career before they came back where it was really dodgy, um, so they, Madden was started where they just bought, it was an old studio. I think it used to be Will Smith's studio and they bought that <laughs> because he was selling it. Um, and it's got like four studios in it. Wow. Um, and they, and it's got like a room where you can sleep. It's got like washing machines. It's got like rooms where you can write. 
Josh, their brother, is there as well, and he's a stylist, so he's got like loads of clothes. So like when you're a young band and you're like trying to figure out what you're doing, they had it so you could go and write or you could go and record or you could just stay the night, go and get some clothes and then go out on tour. And it was such a cool thing that it really sort of lined up with what we were about as a band as well, of just like trying to do the right thing. Um, yeah, and it just fell into place and, and they're just, everyone at Madden is amazing, but yeah. Those two are just such nice guys, such lovely, lovely people. And, you know, we've been to their houses and, and had dinners over there and they're just the kindest people going. Yeah, yeah. And you even featured on uh, a track, one of their last records as well. So, I mean, talk about like a full circle experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a, they did a show at Brixton Academy a few years back and it was like the 15-year anniversary of the first time they'd done it. Right. And the first time they did it, I was there... <laughs> I was, start, I was queuing up from like 10 in the morning to try and meet them. And then 15 years later, I was singing with them on stage, wow. which was such a trip. Like was a full blown, like I, that was a moment where you're like, I can't believe this is happening. Like if you would have told my, you know, me as a 13, 14 year old kid, I would not believe you. Yeah. It's awesome. So yeah, it? they're the best. Yeah. It's, um, well, what were you? Is there any other moments where you've like had to pinch yourself when you've been like, how do we manage this? Because yeah. I know I, I try and get it I, like we had Simon Neil on and I talked to Simon about it and I said, you know, was was a moment where you were like, what the fuck is happening here? And he was like, uh, he was on stage at the MTV Awards and he was playing uh, Crazy Train um, yeah. at Ozzy. Ozzy was sat in front yeah. of him while he's so playing Crazy mad. Train, looked to his left and Slash is playing the solo. And that's he was like, so that, that was mental. And I was like, yeah. yes. Have you got any... That's full on. Yeah, have you got anything like um, that? Where you've been like, how did they even yeah, know about me or anything like that? Yeah, there's a few. I mean, there's some been some mad moments. I think a lot of the things that feel really crazy are like the shows still. I think for me, like doing Ali Pali is mad. Like it's mad that that's happened. And now it's mad that we're doing it again. And, but think, yeah, there's been... There's a lot of moments. I think I'm trying to think of like, look, I try not to get too like blown away by it. Cause everyone's just, everyone takes a shit yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And you can't look cool when you're taking the shit unless you're really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? You mean like, th- I know people can't see this cause this is an audio only oh, podcast, no, but do you mean like this? <laughs> yeah. I mean exactly like this. <laughs> wow. He's really going for it. Um, <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> um, but I think I think things like having um, having Simon sing on the record is mm. is un- unreal. You know, we're big Biffy fans, and um, I think they're one of the bands that even before he sang on uh, the record, whenever we see interviews or whatever, and he'd mention us or talk about the band, and yeah, that stuff was always super cool. So to really solidify that has, has been wicked. How how did that um how did that come about having Simon on the record? That was, funnily enough, through... He is really good friends with Benji Madden. And we had written this part, which almost felt a little bit like a nod to Biffy, like metal Biffy. And, um, yeah, just grabbed grabbed his email and just shot him a message being <laughs> like, you know, you know we're really big fans. You know, we'd, we'd absolutely love it if you, if you were on this. And then he replied immediately, and then three days later, it was done. It was unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, such a such a talented man such an amazing amazing voice he seems to love he seems to love metalcore at the moment <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, while she sleeps, he seems to love it while she sleeps yeah. as well yeah 
He's getting him, getting himself around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you? Uh, did he come to you to record, or did he do it remotely and then send it over? Yeah, he did it remotely because that was during the first lockdown. Okay. Yeah, the first lockdown. So he did it and then sent it to us. But yeah, that was yeah. We were all in the studio together. So me, me, Ali, and me, Ali, and Dan were in the studio uh, finishing up some stuff when we got that through and just sat there like, "This is unbelievable. This is unreal." Because I remember 2007 we did Download Festival, and me and Tom were in um, catering, getting some food, and then like to the left of us was like, "Oh my god, Simon from Biffy," where and we were like. Hey man, we're really, really big fans of, of your band. Like this, you know, it's really cool to to see you. And he was like, Oh, what are you doing here? And we were like, Oh, we're we're in a band called Architects. And he was like, Oh, you're from Brighton. And me and Tom were both like, <laughs> <laughs> And then we me and Tom immediately went outside and smoked a joint together and we're like, That's really cool. yeah. Um so yeah, so now to be there is 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 really, really, really wicked. And 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 everyone in, in Architects camp is a like a big big biffy fan so it meant a lot to to have him on there yeah well i was gonna i was gonna mention as well because on the record there's a couple of features you know you've got biffy parkway drive and royal blood all kind of featuring on there but i mean you haven't really done any like kind of guest spots or anything in architects beforehand that much um i know murray from the excerpts was a secret kind of feature way back um in the day but like was it just a chance now to think well why not let's just have these friends and musical influences that we have just jump on and see what they can bring to the table yeah i think because there was so many songs as well it's like people are going to be fucking bored of me by now <laughs> let's, let's try somebody else out but again it was another thing that was like inspired by like kendrick lamar records and stuff where you're like sometimes on those songs there's like five features and everyone's got a different verse where it's like we've got 15 songs on this record it'd be really cool to not just limit it to one person sandwiched in the middle of it um and mike from royal blood ben and ben and mike are two of my like best mates i love them um me and ben grew up on the same street in a really small town in rustington which is like a tiny little almost like village and we speak every day like we're in like little WhatsApp groups together and yeah, it's just, they're the best. And I think to have him be able to sing on, on our record, Mike sing on our record was a real like cool moment. It showed how diverse the record was that we could finally do something like that after being friends for so many years. Um, and Winston was another amazing person that we've been friends with forever. Like Architects played their first headline show in London, which was before I was in Architects as people they are they're so so nice and they really they really went above and beyond looking after us on especially on the last tour that we did with them tom was super ill and was sort of flying back and forth from tour to like go and have operations and stuff and they just like wiped their rider they were just like whatever fresh food fruit and vegetables whatever juices whatever you need like just have it you know because it wasn't like booze or anything we we were just like yeah, they they were just super super kind. So actually, to be able to have him on there really like solidifies that friendship as well. Like you know, when when we're all gone, like someone will get that record and be like, oh cool, they must have been mates, and then maybe hear that story of like how like how kind they were and how much yeah. they looked after us. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Like I, I knew they were I knew they were nice guys, but like I didn't know they were. Yeah, that, you just know. A, just honestly, just amazing. Like completely. Uh, 
just completely supportive of, of everything and were, and were so kind, especially throughout that period. But yeah, they're, they're one of those bands where like, where you see them do all this stuff and these, these crazy shows and you're just like, I'm so stoked for you. Mm. I'm so stoked. And I think that's the thing as well. Like nowadays, can't be bothered to be like, oh man, I wish we were doing that. Oh, why aren't these people doing that? Why are they doing that? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, just be happy that anyone is up there doing that because life's too short. Life's too short to be like, man, why aren't we doing that? And that was like the first five years of us being a band, I think. I think that was just us being like, oh, everybody gets to do all this cool shit and we don't, you know, and you're like, actually, just shut up. You're fine. Yeah, one you're day we're going to have a number one album. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, one day we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. When's, the, um, when's the collaboration with uh, Sir Elton John going to happen then? Yeah. Next I week, did- I think. I did see you mention Tidy. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> no, he's he's wow. I mean, like in my life, um, I have like three heroes, which is like John Lennon, Elton John, and uh, David Bowie. Okay, and they're, they're like the three where I'm like, oh my god, like it's almost like it's amazing that Elton John is actually alive to kind of prove that he is here and mm. that those people existed because i can't they're like gods um so when i got the i got like a screenshot of him talk like saying oh, saying our band name and i was like <laughs> oh my god oh my god like my fiance loves elton john as well and like as soon as i played it out loud she was like is that elton john is he playing oh my god and it was like a a real like nice moment for 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 us and yes yeah, i mean what made it really cool is the fact that like he picks the stuff for his for his show like he oh, doesn't nice. play singles and stuff like he got given the record and then picked given blood which has not been a single and is like the third third or fourth track into the record so yeah it's, it's that was a real cool moment because it wasn't like oh you've got to play this song by this band it was like the fact that he listened to it and was like i oh, like this one it was a really nice moment that's insane mental <laughs> oh, so, so, so silly yeah. just imagine him just sitting there now he's just starts and he's like all right yeah all right, yeah. now he's just going to go now and then in second track kicks in and he's like, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine how I'm like, just fucking, oh, What's get my mean? leather, get my black leather out there. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And what I, I love is that he just is still so into music, just loves it, loves it so much. You know, when, when you see him speaking to people like, you know, Phoebe Bridges or, or us or that he's so up to date with it, which is so amazing. Especially, it would be easy in his position for someone to just put that show together for him, but, yeah. but it just doesn't. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, you mentioned your three musical heroes there. I'm going to um, extend mm. the boat. Is there is there any other kind of people that really influence you, or you look to maybe outside of music? Is it, or like, do you have any other external heroes? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the the founder of Sea Shepherd, Paul Watson, is a is a massive hero. And, and inspiration you know i've been lucky enough to meet him and and speak to him countless times and he's honestly it's amazing the drive that that man has is is it's just so cool i mean he founded greenpeace mm-hmm. and then founded sea shepherd it's it's unbelievable and then people like i mean i love manchester united so sir alex ferguson is like another another hero of mine choice that and just choice yeah it's just the best <laughs> i think i think it's it's you know I, when I was younger, I sort of was so used to just, it would just be like, oh, we've won this, we've won this, we've won this, we've won this. And now you're like, oh, that'd be nice. It would be nice if we could do that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah yeah it's that stuff is 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 hard it's it's really hard to to pick people who you're like you know kind of idolize but yeah he's definitely definitely those two are up there yeah nice and well we different reasons <laughs> yeah no, for sure definitely for sure but i mean we- one hasn't got quite as much money but may have <laughs> made done more good um I know we've mentioned that like you know having a number one album is is a great way to to feel accomplished with this record but also you can always live forever in memes which you seem to have uh, attracted quite a few of lately online and people on twitter and stuff i mean well what's your thought process when you open up the app and you see it something someone's made some random ass meme for you that's being shared around like 10,000 times I I love there's a Metallica one that I've done a lot um, with COVID-19 which I started which I'm quite happy with mm-hmm. um, which was actually a complete accident of my friend Ryan I basically we lost the game of football and we were watching it and I just put on the Black Album and then I turn around at the exact moment that those, those snares kick in mm-hmm. and then I just had that video <laughs> and then I just remember just being like just one day, it was like Boris announced that people were going back out. And I was like, COVID-19, when it sees you going back out. And then just the <laughs> snare drums kicking back in, which has been like a continuous thing. that, And, and it's, it's been really funny, but the, the blur memes, I get mm. it. You know, there was a lot of blurs on, on, uh, on, some, on some records, but it's, I don't know if it makes a song good yeah. or not. It's just a noise. What you need to do is record an architect's B-side that is just super heavy, <laughs> super that. short, and it's just you going, blah, 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 blah. That's it, the whole and I, song. And you could be like, yeah, you just like, that's enough. That's the final... <laughs> the moment... The final blur. The moment I realised it had gone too far was I was out on a night out somewhere. I think we were in Australia or something. And someone came up to me and showed me that they had like a blur tattoo. And I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking you hell. You better be talking then, about the indie pop band from Britain. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd had, maybe I'd have had more respect. Um, but that, so I was like, wow, wow, that's crazy. And then I was already like, fucking hell. And then you turn, I turned around and someone had a camera in my face. And they were just like, do the blur. And I was like, oh my God. I literally oh. just was like, I just went, no, yeah. man. No. And I just called an Uber and just went home. Oh, and wow. I was like, and that was the moment where it was like, that's never happening again. Uh, nope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, I don't mind being memes. Yeah, it's funny. The, the, it's all good. The best one I've seen is the one of the Simpsons, you know, where they're trying to get, do the blur. Yeah. Do the blur. Yeah. Blur. Blur. That literally it. happened. That's literally yeah, happened. Yeah, it did happen. <laughs> just, except I just left. Just like, I can't do this anymore. It's like, Sam, where are you? Someone just pushed me out of a bar. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. I got in a fight. Yeah, I got in a fight, guys. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I had to leave. Oh, God. <laughs> I saw somebody trying to rob the bar, so I had to go outside and yeah. tackle them. Oh, it had, had to... nothing to do with people saying, bleh. Sorry, I had to leave. It was a, it was an emergency <laughs> for my sanity. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Quite literally. Wow. Um, but with all that, Sam, just a couple of more quick things before we let you go. Um, obviously, uh, you have announced a UK arena tour for 2022. Fingers crossed. Yes. Everything will be fine and dandy by then. But in the meantime, I'm sure there's going to be loads of extra goodies for you guys to be putting out on people to keep an eye out for. 
Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Just whatever we can do, really. I think we've got the release shows that we did with Banquet that are coming up and they'll be super fun. Um, and that was crazy because, like, um, I mean, we were excited to do those shows, but I think the first Banquet show sold out in, like, 1.5 seconds or something. Like, we beat Billie Eilish. What? Which is so insane. Um, wow. And then the second one was the same. Uh, yeah, it's, it was all... It's silly. Um I just can't wait to go and play some shows. I mean, I don't, hopefully, I feel, I feel like February 22 is like a realistic target. Um, and I mean, that's in 11 months time and things feel pretty good now. You, you never know. We sort of gave ourselves a bit of leeway with, with stuff like, you know, it coming back and then it going again. Like hopefully by then, you know, enough people will be vaccinated and, and be, you know, ready to rock and roll. So yeah, if stuff can come up in between then, you know, we, we'd love to. I think any reason to to get the boys together, you know, yeah. we get excited for photo shoots at the moment. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it really feels like that. And it, what also sucks is Adam, our guitarist, is he's over in Canada and, and it's been hard because it's really hard to justify him coming over mm. for one day for a photo shoot. So if we have a photo shoot that pops up out of nowhere, it's easy for four of us because we're just here. But if he was going to come over, he'd have to land two weeks before he'd have to stay in a hotel room for two weeks, then come to the photo shoot, then go home. And then when he lands at home, have to spend two weeks in a hotel at home. So it's like, well, just if we have to do it without him for his, for his sanity and for sort of the price of putting someone up in a hotel for four weeks when they're not on holiday. Yeah. Um, unless so yeah, it's an unrealistic photo you're never going to... Unless Elton John wants a photo. <laughs> yeah. <right> then. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, we'll fly him out to LA. But um, yeah, so things like shows and stuff will be amazing once we can get him over and have all of us together for, you know, things like Royal Albert Hall were so great because it was like we could get all our crew together, we could get all the band together and it felt like, you know, it felt like a normal day uh, playing a show until we walked out on stage and there was nobody there. But yeah, other than that, it's just any reason to have all of us in the same room because we're so used to it. We're so used to, you know, it's like being a band. You spend all this time with each other, living in each other's pockets and then you don't see each other. And then you're like, why, why am I on FaceTime to you? Like, this is so alien. Normally I'm just like walking into the same room as you every day for six weeks, you know? So yeah, anything we can do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Just before you go, I've got two more things, just completely random. Do you know Stara? That was my... Do I know? Stara. Have you... Do you know Stara? The guys from Brighton who do parkour. I don't. No, I don't. Oh, have a look at them. You get I you guys and them, I thought you'd know each other and I was surprised that you haven't done something together somehow. Are Check they, them out. Are they really crazy? Oh, the best in the world. S T O R R O R Stora. Right? The people that do parkour are, have got balls of but steel. The best in the world is in this group, right? <laughs> and it's like seven it's seven it's seven guys from Brighton and it's fucking yeah. awesome. Right, so yeah, cool. And the other question I had was, do you have Jeremy Corbyn's phone number? <laughs> Not for me, just ask him. Just ask him. Uh, I, I have access to Jeremy, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a, yeah, what a guy. I mean, he's just such a, such a lovely people. And every, everybody around him is so great as well. Like, so cool. And they were so, you could tell they were so invested in um, art and caring about people like I had a conversation with him um, about ways to like improve being able to like have get people to have like free band practices and ways and ways to like get 
like places renovated so that people could go and record and jam and learn instruments for free and stuff like you ain't ha- you're just not having that conversation with anybody else it's it's sad it's sad to see uh like see how much of a scapegoat he was and how people just were so ready to take shots at him because yep. all you know without getting too conspiracy a lot of these newspapers get a lot of their money from a lot of those people oh, that are course, in yeah. power right now so really easy to just turn the, the majority of the country against him um but i think you know you see it firsthand if i whenever i got tagged it by him in anything or if like we were doing like things where it'd be like me and him and he'd post about it i've never received hate like it really unparalleled like oh. thousands of bots or or people looking like bots people saying that like i hated jews uh, I should be ashamed of myself. I was racist. Wow. Like all this stuff, it's like, oh yeah, it just stuff like that just makes you be like, man, is the good guy ever going to win? Where you're like, can we like push through this? But yeah, hopefully. Uh, I mean, yeah, with politics now, I mean, like once Jeremy went and went once Bernie left, I'm sort of like stuck. Know, yep, snap back to, I mean- back to the greens. Like, what do you, mm. what? nothing and no one out there right now is really speaking for me and well i think i'm um i think i'm gonna vote yes cymru to try and get welsh independence because <laughs> i wouldn't blame out, you i fuck, think yeah fuck I, boris I, I running just, our money yeah i'd say the same with that i'd say the same with scotland I, I'd, I'd like, i think you're a liar if you're not embarrassed about the way that that uh the england is run and the people that that run it just don't give a shit so yeah I'm off to Wales or I'm off to Scotland. <laughs> Sorry, going on such a sad note. It was, it was no, fucking no, brilliant. It. It, it was fucking but brilliant. I, love it. Up I, I think people that just, people, people, it's so easy for people to get offended like they invented England. Yeah. Fuck off. There's one thing I care about in England. That's Man United. Do I care about England? Yeah, I care about England in the sense of like, I like watching the English football team play. <laughs> Nothing else is, I've done nothing else. There's no, you know, and I only really feel invested with them because I bought a couple of shirts. You know, I bought a Man United shirt and I bought an England shirt. But I feel like it's so weird to sort of, uh, yeah, it's, it just feels like a big boys club where, where like they can just get away with murder. Mm. He's a straight yeah. up racist, mm. like yeah. 100% racist. Like he's published articles. He's in control of the country. It's so mad. But you just got to think, I think, you see you see the power that people have when people were blocking streets for black lives matter when people were going out saying you know kill the bill abolish they're trying to stop the right to protest the reason they're doing that is because they know that there is you know power within people and people just want to spread some love and and do some kind shit so fuck them yeah fuck good them. yes that's, that's it, it. <laughs> Do we fucking to get to? <laughs> fuck, um, fuck the Tories yes but this was really great uh, this is I've, I've absolutely loved this and, I, and I have uh, as well thank you yeah, very good much good on you boys and it's just amazing to see um, see like how big the podcast has got from, from where you started and, oh, thank yeah, you. it's amazing thank you so much, thank you much. We, we appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us about everything it's been um, very good it's been very nice yeah I'm glad it wasn't like a real big fish man <laughs> <laughs> yeah imagine that after five minutes I was like oh yeah. Sam so yeah. uh, that's it I think uh, uh, where can, people find can we not talk about no, I don't want to talk about our text today. I want to talk <laughs> yeah. about the weather yeah can I not talk about anything I know about yeah. you just quiz me on stuff I have a clue um, yeah 
thank you for this again congratulations um, thank you and yeah hopefully we'll get to do one of these in the flesh at some yes. point that would yes, be please. nice I would love that I'd love that we're doing that we're playing Cardiff mm. so if you guys are there yes. that'd be wicked yes please oh, yeah. yeah it'd be yeah. awesome yes. amazing uh, that'd be fantastic um, and we'll go do you remember Covid man what a laugh that was <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> awful isn't it but uh, yeah um, yeah thank you so so much and yeah good luck with everything and um, thank you guys yeah see you soon nice one thanks so much guys have a nice afternoon lads see you later um. you're listening to the podcast you had to, didn't sorry. you, Sean? Normally, me or you shout, yeah, or fucking, whoa, how good was that? So I just, I, off the top of my head, I was like, right, quick, what's the noise? <laughs> it's the noise, isn't it? I'm sorry. That's the last one, actually. That's the official last one wow. that he's ever going to get. Okay. I've just said that. And that's a Morgan Richards guarantee, which is not as reliable as a Sean Smith guarantee. Wow, well, really? Do you think I'm more likely to lie than you are? Uh, yes. Right. All right, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's, yeah. Imagine that, right, Dan? We're having a lie off. Are we? We're having a secret. We're having a truth off. Are we? Yeah. Thank you very much to Sam. That was absolutely. Um, such a good time we had such a good time and it was just nice to hang out and like fucking that moment where somebody should get in the sea <laughs> and then realise that he is the ambassador for Sea Shepherd yeah. and as we were talking just about to talk about Sea Spiracy ah oh, do you know what that's that's one of the funniest things I've accidentally ever done <laughs> and I love it I abs- and I'm glad we've got it cemented in sapping podcast history forever yes. now yes it's so there, there it is. forever in podcast form but no literally thanks again for Sam to taking the time out um, I know I used the word passion quite a lot on this but really he is one who has got buckets full of it you can see every day with just the things on social media and being a voice for the metalcore scene and everything around it and it's just nice to see how much he loves being an architect and just getting to do all these mad mad achievements like it's been funny because lately there's been a tour poster from about 10 11 years ago going around and i mentioned it earlier with those bands like architects bring me while she sleeps parkway drive um and even like the devil wears prada they were all on a tour over here about a decade ago playing shows in like barfly and just to see like in that decade how far they've all come they've selling out arenas they're headlining festivals getting number one albums if you told then back in the day, they would have bitten your hand off. They would have probably smacked you in the face for lying to them, um, yeah, to be honest. Definitely. But it's just wonderful to yeah. see how much this scene and those bands and all the hard work finally pays off. So congratulations to everyone. Yeah, when you think about it, like 10 years ago, like, like you said, with that tour, if you look at it now and people are saying, oh, guitar music is dead. And you're like, well, how are all these bands doing arenas? They're just killing it. And yeah, congratulations to all of them. You're all doing real well. I'm not I'm not bitter at all carry on boys no congratulations everyone I genuinely fucking I'm so happy for everyone to see everyone killing it in our world so yeah it's, it's been it's been good to watch especially the grow up so congratulations to Architects and uh, everybody then Morgan just mentioned yes and of course do remember that Architects will be going out on tour around the United Kingdom in February of 2022 fingers crossed I mean this seems like there's more positive news lately I saw uh, Festival Republic put on a 
test run festival in Liverpool this past week where Lev was they tested people and I think Blossoms played and it was a great time so fingers crossed Bar Architects will be February 2022 so head over to the website for all the details and pick one up we will hopefully be in Cardiff and having a good mosh when that comes around and pick up a copy of the new record if you haven't already um, if you've listened to this and you thought wow I want some even more sapling goodies with some of my favourite bands in your ears then go and check out our back catalogue of guests we've had people Do from it. Winston from Parkway Drive Simon Neal of Biffy Clyro While She Sleeps there's a whole host of people People you will enjoy so go and do that share it with your friends put it in your instagram stories but most importantly Please. to help us out more than any other way you can would be heading over to patreon.com forward slash sapnin now sean i know there's loads of amazing reasons why they should go and sign up to help the podcast but give me some of your favorites because um me and morgan Daddies, daddies need new gear. <laughs> daddies need to. We need to get some. We need to get some sort of new gear together because, uh, yeah, this this old lark is taking its toll on all of our computer systems. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, just just to help keep the podcast going, supporting <laughs> us really because that's it. Like you know, none of the money that I get gets spent on anything else. It's literally just trying to make this and keeping it going. So, thank you very much to everybody who's part of it so far. Um, if you've enjoyed any of the episodes, please think about supporting us at patreon.com forward slash sapnen. Yes, and if you didn't know already, literally, this podcast is just me and Sean. We haven't got some mass, crazy amount of people behind the scenes helping us. It's just us. And if you'd like to get some bonus content over our Patreon, we put loads of things up. We have a good laugh and people connect with each other in the community um having little zooms talking each other to each other about new music memes all sorts it's great fun meetups exactly patreon.com forward slash sapnin to get involved with all of that and if you could give us a cheeky follow on our social media pages at sapnin pod that would mean the world as well you spell it s-a-double-p-e-n-i-n-p-o like the new metal band with dreadlocks but without them but no at then there's no at before that, that. yeah there is that, that that's the a with oh. the spe- with the squiggly thingy my bob first in there terrible spelling yeah, yeah. <laughs> check us out at happening pod on instagram and twitter let us know any future guests that you've got in mind what you think of this episode um how much you hate how much we fucking ramble hey guess what we do too that's fine and uh yeah so yeah patreon.com forward slash happening at happening pod on twitter and instagram and now we have to thank some important people who are part of our Patreon. Yes, if you head to the description of this episode and all episodes, not only do you get a little blurb, but there's loads of names in there of amazing community members that we need to thank. But that's not all, because if you are a part of some of the high tiers of our Patreon community, Sean will read your name at the end of an episode each and every week. Sometimes people change their names at his expense as well. There might be a joke, there might be a conundrum. We'll see what has happened now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you very much to these super important people. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwowe, Mikey McDonald's McMuffin Buns, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Nathan Croshaw, Dilly Grimwood, Liam Connolly, Scooby Drew Stryles, Paul Hirschfield, Kelly Owen, Kat Besson, Sammy G, Amadine Urbano, Shani Meyer Boxel Anderson, Tony Michael, Justin Dunn, Amy Campion, Murray Grimwood, Johnny Phillips, Scott Jones, Tom Owen, Dan Gies, Kate Stevenson, Jenny Munster, Danny Eaton, Emily Senegals, Lucy Diaz, Becky Handy, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Louis Cook, Jenny Robinson, Marcy Jacobson, Sharif Awadali, Jason Aredia, Caroline Robinson, Craig Caravans, Hot or Not Harris, uh, Hot, I don't mind a caravan. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. Kelly Cannon, Kevin Clark, Carl Pendlebury, Livy Cropper, James McNaught, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Ollie, guess I'm Bob's son now, Amesbury. I hope Bob's not listening to this episode um, because Ollie Amesbury is shaving his head for charity. So congratulations to Ollie for raising the money that he uh, he was going to. He's surpassed it. Well done. Uh, thank you very much. Chris Howard, Joshua, uh, I forgot, Joshua Crisp. In him, right, he's put his name, he's put his name as di- like the wrong way around. So instantly I went, right, I know Joshua Pricks. Oh, well, that's not bad, actually. (laughs) Anyway, um, Adam King of the Goths, Parslow, Alice Wood, Keris Andrews, Simon Amos, and last by no means least, Connor Lewins and family. Thank you very much to all of those people involved and anybody who's ever been part of our Patreon. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. We are now doing... A fund to raise for gear. Yes, because we need it desperately. And <laughs> if you're part of the Patreon yeah. as well, we might be doing some merch and obviously you'll get first dibs and news and even get to vote on some designs as well. So if you want some sapnin... Oh, let's not, let's not let them vote. If you want... What, they, what do the kids call it these days, Sean? Drip? <laughs> <In a> drip? <laughs> so in that... You're a fucking drip. <laughs> sapnin... <laughs> fucking... Hey, if you want some sapnin in gums yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> garments I don't know oh, yeah. drips like nice yeah good at this uh, but yeah yeah patreon.com forward slash happening right before we've rambled on way too long but yeah we have anything else you want to bring up Sean I know Raiders actually got to rehearse this week which is fucking oh yeah mad. we did yeah first time yeah first time for a year that was awesome unbelievable to see the boys um, I love Ryan Chris and Bob very very much and uh, yeah it was it was real cool and um, I believe when this is out it's Bandcamp Friday so Woo-hoo! check out RaidersBandUK.Bandcamp.com and um, pick up a song or don't uh, none of our songs feature Travis Barker by the way 
because um, it seems that everybody else is yeah, that's, doing with the moment. That's so. quite rare that Travis Barker yeah. hasn't featured on one of your songs. Yeah, when he comes on, I'll ask him if he will. <laughs> but for now, none of our songs we've released have, have got Travis Barker on. So, yeah. Um, yeah, check it out. And, uh, yeah, thank you as always to everyone for listening. If you got this far, I won't believe you. Um, thanks to Sam. Thank you, Morgan. And, uh, yeah, cool. Have you got anything to say, Morgan? We'll see you next Friday and every Friday with a fantastic guest. And until then, stay safe. And we love you very, 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 very much. See, that's come around full circle now because that's a Morgan Richards guarantee that we'll be here for every Friday. Well, that's my guarantee. Aye, yeah. Well, at at some point. Mm. We've got to start drumming this into people (laughs) (laughs) now. The inevitability of life. The inevitability of life. Anyway, thank you very much, everyone. Something! Something! (laughs) Something! Ah. You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.